Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello once again and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays, the unexplainable guide to absolutely nothing. We are on episode 81. 81. I know. It's like 18, but the other way around. And we're talking about adventure today. Looking forward to it. Stick around if you want to hear more. Right, we are back. Second week. Second week? Second, well, there's a lot more weeks than two, but... Phase two. Phase two of the return. In In the universe that is Father and Son's. What would it be? Uh, what do they call it? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the, the MCU. MCU yeah. So it would be the FSU. FU? Sure. <laughs> no, that doesn't work, does it? No? Okay. Well, we're in the second phase anyway of our... So we've got to do another 80 episodes in this phase. Um, really going to have to rack our brains for subject matter to actually talk about, aren't we? Yeah, I reckon we are really. Yeah. Um, Any reason why you you seem to be distracted by uh, already by tapping on your laptop? Well, it's not a laptop. On your computer. On your ju- my computer's asking me to do something. Has it? Yeah. That's unbelievable. How dare it? I know. When we're in the middle of recording. Middle of the podcast. I didn't even put my phone on Do Not Disturb, so we're not doing that great so far, oh are we? Dear, oh dear. Maybe I'll do that quickly. So, how are you doing then? How's this week been? Second week back doing this. How, how's your week been? Uh. Week has been uh, quite quite all right actually. Yeah, it's been busy. Yeah, been shattered. Yeah, um, but you do seem to work during the day and then in the evenings as well, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So no wonder you're shattered. Yeah, I mean it's no job like mine, but oh for, right, for, okay, for yeah, because you, your your job oh very physically demanding my job is. Yeah, as so you know, and you, mentally um, disarming. I was going to say then, but. Uh, at, Great things are expected of you every time you walk outside of that. Because I was going to argue that both our jobs have got their own different things that we struggle with and and difficulties, but obviously yours is the most difficult, isn't it? Well, it's going to be, isn't it? I mean, I have to deal with the general public. I mean, sure. And that's uh, a challenge in itself. And the people are, you know... That work within the in the in the place that I work at as well, and the people who are in charge of the place that I work at. It's not a very nice place. But then to I've work. got to deal with a lot of those things as well. I know you have. Did I tell? I didn't tell you actually. Now this might not make you laugh, and I don't know why it made me laugh so much. Sorry, what's your name? Uh, my name's David. David. Uh, I'm father out of father and son. Sorry, I didn't realise that. Um, my name's Connor. Um, I, I'm son out of father and sons. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact about myself uh, I once was mistaken for Ainsley Harriet while I was shopping uh, anything that you, <laughs> Ainsley Harriet's black yeah so? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say anyway <laughs> go on what about you then uh, what an interesting fact about me yeah. I once got mistaken for Ed Sheeran at a club yeah that's not yeah. mistaken someone's going to look vaguely like Ed Sheeran it vaguely like Ed Sheeran's sister yeah, yeah sister <laughs> <laughs> no, but you do look a little bit like him, I suppose. It's the beard and the and and you haven't you haven't I've got, got a different hair. shaped head. I think you have got. Uh, I was going to say ginger hair, then a different shade head to him. Yeah, definitely got a different shaped head to him. Let's but be honest. All it is is um, dim lighting in clubs. Yeah, yeah. And actually, if I because I've got on my desk, I've got this kind of lamp that's kind of got an orange light to it. If you get it in a certain way, it makes me look ginger. Does it? Yeah. Right. And that makes me look more like I'll a switch that off then. Um, no, I had, um, I've got a customer and I'm actually going to have to Just say the, the customer's name, right? And which is okay. I've decided this is okay for the context of what we're doing. This person's surname is Capri, right? They are of sort of Portuguese or Spanish origin. Like the island. Really, lo- really lovely couple. 
talk to them quite often. All the plays. Uh, a few, a few, a week or so ago, she came to the door and she went, "Oh, I wanted to speak to you." She said um, that her boy was going to be over, coming to stay with them, and uh, is interested in becoming a postman. And I thought. Oh, okay. You know, I've often got people asking me bits and pieces about it. And I kind of have to these days say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, because it is quite a difficult place to work at the moment. Anyway, I forgot all about it. And then the other day, uh, I went to the door. I had something. The door opened and there was this young lad there. And uh, he said, oh, hello. He said, "Um, uh, I don't know if my mum spoke to you about this, but... uh, I'm uh, I'm her son. And in my head, I wanted to say something, but all I kept thinking in my head was, it's Mrs. Capri's son. <laughs> and, and it didn't matter what he said. I think for the next about 30 seconds to a minute, he was talking to me about the probability of him getting a job at the post office. And all I kept hearing in my head was, Capri's son, Capri's son, Capri's son. And it must have been, it cheered me up a little bit that day. Which yeah. tells you a lot about what my days are like at the moment. But yeah, but little, that kid's still not got a job. Huh? That kid's still not got a job. Well, no, I, I, I pointed him in the right direction. The opposite direction to the <laughs> most of it. <laughs> but it just made me laugh. I thought I'd share that with you. Thank you so, for sharing. Okay. A um, few things happening at the moment before we hit our subject. Uh, oh, I did this World last week, didn't today. I? The World Cup starts last week. Yeah, World Cup. Yeah, starts I'm really last excited week. about the, what will happen in the World Cup that starts last week. Let's see um, how we won. If we won those, um, I, we surely won both those games. Yeah, I hope we won those, both those games. We played excellent in both those games, didn't we? Should we, should we cover week? both both things? England did amazing on Monday and Friday. I can't believe England's performances on Monday and Friday. That and was embarrassing. Monday was really good, but Friday was terrible. Oh dear! Um, Monday was terrible, but at least they picked it a little bit up on Friday. There we go. We've covered all <laughs> right, bases. That's good. We've done that. And the other little thing I wanted to mention. I'm looking forward to Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring it on Tuesday when we play that team that we're playing, which I probably should know. Isn't I think it it's Wales? Um, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Wales on the Tuesday. I think. Yeah. Because I think oh, it, isn't it Iran on? It's Iran on Monday. Monday. Isn't it US on? US Friday. on Friday and then Wales, Wales arguably on the, the toughest game on the yeah that well we in the Euros but it didn't we turn struggled, out we struggled that, against it? Scotland didn't we well, we did, yeah. but not necessarily because they were the best in the group no it's just but we struggled playing against the home yeah the home sides aren't they yeah. and the only other thing was uh, an interesting thing we talk a lot about because we've climbed a couple of mountains so we're a proper mountaineers now and we once talked about. Um, Snowden because we we climbed Snowden and we refer to it as because we couldn't remember what the Welsh name was. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to remember the Welsh name now because apparently they had a poll, they had a voting on it, and they are going to change Snowden and Snowdonia back to the the actual Welsh names for it. So, and I I I'm not going to pronounce this right. Snowden's going to be Why Widfa which is YR and then W-Y-D-D-F-A. And Snowdonia is Uri. Look, <laughs> I think it's amazing. I think it's really good that they're, gonna, they're changing it back because it yeah. absolutely should. I do get the feeling, though, that if you Google Snowden and Snowdonia, you still get the right information. Yeah, you probably because, will. Because um, otherwise people are really going to struggle but even when we were there, because you just though, said those, and I don't know how to spell those. Oh, I, and I definitely pronounced both of those wrong. But I don't care. Oh no, that's um, <laughs> we're not playing Wales until after this goes out, is it? <laughs> I'm getting so yeah. confused. All right, so I'll save any insults to the following week, <laughs> depending yeah. on how it went. Yeah, so I was just thought that was interesting because I had no idea that this was happening. And when we were there, I remember seeing a few things it's that referred really, to it as its Welsh name. It's going to be really embarrassing if we get the uh, games in the wrong order now, isn't it? It will be, but I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. I've definitely Iran on Monday, and it's definitely Wales. And I'd forgotten we were playing the US, so and I'm a football fan, so that's really embarrassing for me. Anyway, we're playing soccer on Friday. Soccer. Um, what an adventure the World Cup will be! Oh, how did you do in your race, by the way? 
what the race? The race that we were talking about. Yeah. um, Oh, it was a bit tough. Sorry, I just whacked my headphones there. It was a bit tough, I must admit. Don't hear the headphones, Dad. Oh, right. Sorry. It's a microphone, isn't it? Yes. Um, No, it was a tough race. Yeah, it was 10 miles and I struggled, but did all right, but I did struggle. But it was a very, very poignant day i said to you that there's a, a service and then there's the silence yeah. and then we make our way down to the start line and then start and it was really lovely and the medal is beautiful as well so it's the whole day was done in the right manner and loads of support and beautiful uh little village that we run through and around little so. village <laughs> did i go it's that like you went yeah little little oh village. should we quick should we quickly mention that um we do have another being in the room today. We do. Luckily, she has decided to have a nap on the bed. Yes, luckily. But um, as a quick update, because I realise we're going. Uh, Moana was uh, had an operation on Monday. Yes, she's been spayed. Um, she just has. because we don't want tiny little. Why they don't use smaller tools? I don't know, but because uh, she's using a spade seems a little bit aggressive. <laughs> yeah, doesn't in it? These Maybe like a, a trowel, trowel or yeah. hoe. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, she's been spayed. She um, she's recovering. She's absolutely, she's actually fine, but she just needs to let it heal. She doesn't seem she's like there's anything around, yeah. wrong with her because she's going nuts again today. Although she did seem high for the first few days, but that's because the painkillers she was on. But she runs into things anyway. She just runs yeah. into doors and stuff like that. I kicked her earlier on, but not on purpose. She got under yes, my she feet. Did. did it deliberately? I saw no, her. Didn't. <laughs> you didn't think anybody was looking? <laughs> no, but as as long as. Uh, she doesn't awake, and we awaken the crackhead. Yeah. She will be all right, but if she wakes up, this could get. Um, we might have to have a little bit of editing going on on this yeah. podcast. Anyway, anyway, ten minutes in, let's uh, talk about adventures. Oh, we're back. We're definitely back, minutes. aren't we? <laughs> adventures, right? So, what do we mean? It'd be important to. Oh, right. So, the definition of adventure off the top oh, of my head. Yeah, well, all right. Um, sure, I didn't ask you to. But hang on. <laughs> the top of your head. Right. Definition off the top of my head, an unusual and exciting or daring experience. That's a noun. Verb, engaging, daring or risky activity. Okay. Right. So we're in essence in this particular podcast, we're going to be talking about the story like adventure stories and also real life adventures. Yeah, yeah, so for instance, yeah, which which sort of mirror some of the st- stories and films. Our lives are much like that anyway. Um, sure. Yeah. So it's not many weekends I'm not chased by a huge... It's not many weekends ball. I go outdoors. You don't, know because it's scary out there. That's yeah. the problem, isn't it? Big scary world out there. I did get the train home drunk on Friday night, so <laughs> that was an adventure. adventure in itself. Yeah. yeah, I think there's got to be um, sort on of degree... Own. On your own as well. Very well done. I'm very proud of you that you made it home. Thanks for the fist bump when I was asleep. <laughs> no, I did the fist bump because you woke up. All oh, right. Well, I you woke wake. up. I no, didn't wake up. You woke up I? and your eyes kind of parted slightly as, you, as me and Mum were having a chat. Yeah, because I probably was thinking, why are two people having a chat? I wasn't really that drunk, to be honest. But um, because Mum was talking to me about something or other, um, because well, I'd messaged Mum about giving me a lift. Oh, right. no. no, not that. No. And um, when you woke up, you kind of went, uh, and your arm was sticking out like this. Oh, I'll sleep like, like that. Just floppy. Just in case so I, I need went, to grab boom. something quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll sat soon or something if I get like. And the cat was sleeping overnight. in her pajamas on your leg. Oh, I, I know we're supposed to be talking about adventure, but uh, isn't it saying the cat's pajamas? It's the cat's pajamas. I don't know. Uh, no. Anyway, Adventures. the cat that has got to wear or has been wearing a, which looks like a uh, baby grow, uh, specifically for cats, so it's got strategic holes for bits to come out, uh, appendages and other. She looks ridiculous. She looks utterly ridiculous and she doesn't appear to be able to walk properly without falling over when she's got it on for no apparent reason because it doesn't really constrain her at all. I'll be honest, she just ends up not wearing it throughout the day because... She's happy. It's or only because we can't it. keep an eye on her. I walked back into the room this morning after I'd let the other cat out and she had it round her bottom legs. Yeah. When I say her bottom legs, I'm aware she doesn't stand <laughs> upright and walk around. What I mean is her back legs. <laughs> her back bottom legs, where her bottom is. That's it. Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so we know what it means. 
right? So, you know, what strikes me, we've talked about, uh, we when when you initially said about stories now, that what we're saying now is we've both written stories. I've written one. And you've written... One. One. Well done. Yeah. Just, just stuck to one. And we're going to read those at the end of the... And, and these are in adventure-themed stories. So hopefully that'll be good. We'll read those at the end of the podcast or towards the end of the podcast. But we'll discuss them. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe... Um, break them up a little bit. Break them up or and actually expand on the story a little bit. I'll be honest, with my story, I got bored of writing it. That's why wow. we need to expand on it maybe. Okay. But... Oh, well, we'll see. We're, we're going to come to that. It's exciting, But basically, it? you know, the sort of stuff we like, uh, the genres of films and books, you can say genre of a book as well, can't you? It's it's It very much sort of crosses over for lots of different things. I mean, it's very hard to put a adventure film, say, and say what is specifically an adventure film. The one that springs to mind is something like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Or Jumanji. Classic. <clears throat> but even Jumanji crosses over to fantasy, doesn't it? So so and 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 this is my well, point. Harry Potter Indiana is an Jones' film. aliens in the last film. Oh yeah, the last one. But other stuff is well, Arc to Arc to Triumph. That would have been a much less yep. sort of exciting film if it would have looked for the Arc of Triumph. Oh, there it is. In the middle of Paris. <laughs> it's the big one. Um, <laughs> Right. No, that's the Eiffel Tower you're thinking of. Um, the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, it's still pretty big, though. It isn't is it? pretty big. Yeah, sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> so there's t- there's those elements to Are you it. Okay? And, no, I, I don't know what's the matter with me today. I really don't. I don't think this is going to go particularly well, especially as I've got to read for some time at the end of this. But Pirates of the Caribbean uh, adventure film. You know, it's swashbuckling. It's it's um, you you tend to have the hero and the villain. You tend to have an epic journey, you know, or, or Jurassic Park. A, well, even Jurassic Park to that extent is is an adventure film. It crosses over to science fiction, but it's a and as I say, Harry Potter is a adventure film. Star it's got Wars, magic. yeah, sci-fi. Should we just say pretty much every film apart from the Notebook is an adventure film? I have never seen the Notebook. Neither have I. What happens in that? D- they write something down, I think. Right in a notebook. Okay, that seems like something they could have done without making it into a film. But I haven't seen it, so I couldn't really judge it, could I? <laughs> but anyway, we this is we've got to say. I mean, we we look for films. We do like the same sort of films, don't we? And yeah. say, for instance, like Chicken right Little. The, Chicken Little. I do like a bit in Chicken Little when they do. Is it Staying Alive? They start dancing. That makes yeah. me laugh. Anyway, one of the films at the moment that's just come out is Wakanda Forever, which is a Marvel film. It's part of the Marvel universe. But that's, that's it might have elements that are very much uh, superhero-like, but it is Superhero an and adventure go very well hand in hand. They do, because it's, I guess it's, it's our... I, I would argue that I can't think of a single superhero film that doesn't include adventure. Well, exactly. It's like our want to... I guess we all want, when you sit and read a book, you want to perhaps go somewhere in that book or watch something in a film that you probably will never get the opportunity to do or could never happen. It's that it's that uh, stretching of reality. It's that sort of, uh, that journey. Um, that, I mean, some people, you, you know, you have some people that live their lives and they do these things. We've talked before about things we'd like to do. You know, which yeah. would be an adventure, would would be something that's out of the ordinary. But, you know, most of the time we have to satisfy that urge by watching films and reading books. I think what we've determined through this small discussion so far is that adventure is quite a broad subject. It is. It's going to be interesting. Yep. Father and Sundays present... Things you didn't know that happened ages ago. Robert Linston was a surgeon in the 1800s and in one particular operation managed to cause a 300% mortality rate. How so? 
Lidston, known to be one of the fastest surgeons alive, was performing a leg amputation on a patient, but because of his haste, he accidentally cut off two fingers from his assistant's hand. Both patient and assistant died of gangrene, probably caused by a dirty sore. The third death was an elderly doctor who, like many others, watched the procedure taking place. Liston accidentally swiped a blade near the onlooking doctor, ripping through his coat. The older doctor, thinking he'd been cut open, collapsed and died of a heart attack. Well, I have no idea what that signal meant, but apparently we're back on. <laughs> Because that well, was you even do know what the signal meant, does not you? <laughs> it kind of went in a circle, I that could, one. I could recall anyway. pointed at you, and then that you clearly started talking, so you knew that's what that was. Well, meant. yeah, I just thought I'd start talking anyway, you know me. Um, right, one I thing. I do know we, you. Yeah. yeah, you do. Oh, hi, I'm I've David. I've known you all my life. <laughs> I'm Ainsley. Um, I, we talked about the fact that some people do feel the need for uh, to go on these adventures, to do something a little bit out of the ordinary. And it doesn't have to be something dangerous. I know we talked about risky activities, daring activities, but they don't have to be of that. You know, it can be organised. And it could be people go on these trips that people backpack, don't they? Take gap years and things like that. You're right there. Yeah, you run I out of breath. Know. Yeah, I ran out of breath and nearly fainted there halfway through there. Uh, I can't. I, I can. I can't multitask. I can't talk and breathe at the same time. <laughs> You're like Darth Vader. No, I'll have to have a special. Isn't that interesting? He always does. Oh, um, he always does <laughs> seem to um, breathe and talk at the same time. He does. He, he's obviously was you've able got to play a didgeridoo <sighs> with a circuit of breathing. Whilst he's talking, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, yeah that doesn't quite work, breathe. does it? No. It's mm. almost like one it's like person it doesn't recorded really the... actually happen. The scuba diver doing the vocals and then someone else doing something else. Yeah, and actually someone else actually I think in the you're suit. you're onto something now. Anyway. Because so. the person in the suit is a West Country accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> no, I am your father. Um, so, but even from a kid, I mean, we all play when we're kids and we, uh, you know, many of us have got imaginations and many of us don't grow out of that sort of thing. But, and and we, we you're, get these. You see our imagination when we come to the stories. Stories, the yeah. These elaborate things. I mean, I, I read books when I, and they were the, the books that were you kicking about. Yeah, I can read. Hmm. The books that were, uh, sort of knocking about when I was younger could be things like Enid Blyton or the dictionary Famous Five you know or the dictionary I read yeah. the Famous Five books did you really? yeah I used to yeah because uh, Nan used to buy me the Famous Five as in Nanny Dot she used to buy me the Famous Five books what about the uh, ma- uh, no what was it the Famous Five and the the, um, the Significant Seven <laughs> <laughs> no what was it there was another one there was it was called it was something seven yeah, I can't remember. I went and said the Magnificent Seven, but that's like. Oh, no, that might different. be what I'm getting confused with. No, but there was definitely another one. There was definitely one. another one. But anyway, Famous Five books. Because wasn't there actually six of them because one of them was a dog? Yeah. Or was one of the five a dog? No, I no. Anyway. Um, oh, no, I don't I used know. To, I used to read those books because um, I used to read them when. You know, when we used to go on Bucket in Spain holidays? Yep. Nan used to buy me them and I used to read them. Or what we used to do is we used to play them on a cassette because they used to come in one of the newspapers. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you used to get them as, as audio like books sort of um, in a in. But it was quite a wholesome. Sort of good. We used to listen to them in the drive. Quite on the drive wholesome stories with. They did a TV uh, series. I think Disney Channel had a TV series. Yeah, yeah. There. There's been several things like that, and um, they'd often uh, catch smugglers or stop something happening. You know, thieves happening. They're very. It wasn't particularly um, too dramatic, but... I mean, let's know, be it, honest, it's, it's quite a, dodgy stuff for kids to get up to, though, isn't it? Yeah. They shouldn't really have been running around on their own anyway, should they? To be honest, there was no adults a lot of the time supervising it. And really, they do tell you to not interfere if there's a, a crime happening or things like that. Police often say to you, no, just phone the police. So yeah. really, it's quite irresponsible. But anyway, my point being, from Too a child, I think I might have to... Yeah, um, from a child, you know, Jules Verne, things like that. I don't believe it. Harry Potter, people were trying to kill him, you know, and he's a kid. Oh no, that was yeah, that was all wrong, wasn't it? But you know, you have a sense of this. You have a sense of 
what you'd like to do. You, I, I used to have elaborate sort of uh, games, made up games that I used to do, and you know, I'd have like action figures. But you, it's still the same principle. You're still inventing a world. You're, you're trying. You're, you're doing something. You're pushing it out. And when you get older, sometimes you're able to do that. You know, sometimes you're able to go and fulfil those sort of things. Um, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Because I hit this thing when I was growing up is when you're a kid, it's you're having to rely on parents. No yeah. offence. Um, None taken. For, for <laughs> stuff. So, for example, if like, oh, I really want to get a lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, do you really need a lightsaber? It's cost quite a lot of money. Now an adult, if I want a lightsaber, I can go and buy myself a lightsaber. I think you're talking about mum though there, weren't you? Well, you'd probably get a lightsaber. But my point <laughs> being is... Um, I don't think I would have said no. It's the, it's the point being, as an adult, you can just go, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I was actually speaking to someone at work the other day. He said um, he, he went to a um, a castle with, well, with a bunch of his friends. And he was saying how... Um, one of his friends walked over with a wooden sword and shield or a sword and shield and um, and they were all like, why have you got that? He went, well, I mean, I don't know. And when I was a kid, I couldn't necessarily get this stuff, but now when I don't, I'm going to buy it myself. And then they all went, nice. Got one. And then they all went and bought them and they all had this massive know, sword fight in, in the, on a field. No, I love that. And, and there's, there's part of me that still gets a massive thrill from being able to walk into a shop at any point and buy myself a drink and some chocolate or whatever I want, right? Because as an adult, if you've got the money, uh, you know, and I, I understand not everybody is in that situation. Especially the cost of living crisis. Yeah. But the fact that I can now do that and I don't have to answer to anybody well, is, is great. The only thing is, is uh, sometimes you think about buying stuff and it, it can be really expensive. So you do have the either the question of where am I going to put it or... Um, the the other question being is, is it worth the cost? Like for example, I bought on a pizza oven, and I had to work out where it was going to go. I still am glad I bought that. But the fish tank I want to get is one very expensive, and two is also putting it somewhere. Yeah. So it is difficult as you grow up buying things. But adventure. Adventure. Back to adventure. Yeah. Anyway, so for instance, um, people will book holidays where they do trekking so one of a very popular one is the trek to the Inca, the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu in Peru mm-hmm. in the Andes in Peru so four days of hiking at altitudes of up to 4,200 metres but there's all from what I read there's uh, there's lots of wires and, I'd love to do that Connor yeah. I mean I'm up for that I think you'd probably have to have two weeks to go and do something like that because you'd do it within that time but I'd love to do some recovery like, time afterwards, without a doubt. I think you'd have to be fairly fit to do and, and uh, to do those sort of things. What are you but saying? I'm not saying anything, oh. but you can take it how you want, <laughs> <laughs> right? But that, I mean, that appeals to me. It might appeal to someone else, but that appeals to me. That's an adventure. You're going to a civil to see a the site of a civilization that is sort of what what is the matter with you now I thought I knocked the shelf that's not screwed to the wall oh yeah don't uh, it, yeah um, run the Great Wall of China a marathon along the Great Wall of China now again that would be something specific for people that perhaps for one can run marathons and two would take on the extra thing you I can run marathons I can 5,164 steps uh, passes through the lower valley and through villages and that but that sounds incredible as well but even to go and walk the Great Wall of China it's it's like a, we talked about a bucket list once didn't we in one of these way back yeah it was the episode um, bucket, bucket list. list yeah that's the one yeah I thought it was called something like that but it's it's having these things that are, you know maybe they're out of reach I mean one of the if if you could do anything like with the technology that's available, but if you could go and do something now, uh, I imagine you'd go up to space if you if you oh, were able to. One of the two things I was thinking about, yeah. Right. So, I mean, there, there's a. I suppose there's a difference. There's aspirations to do something. There's things out there that are available for if you've got the money for the majority of people. Which is now space. I suppose space comes into that bracket because, it's, okay, it's, it's even to, yeah. more money. I mean, it's a 
it's a fair old whack of money, isn't it, to do it? But yeah, it costs more than still, the uh, return flight to Edinburgh. Yeah, and a bit more than that, I think. What the whole of the people on that flight? <laughs> but it's it's a. Uh, but again, it's starting to become so something that it's, it's you no may have dreamed of, of since you were a kid. That that what you might have sat in. The, I'm not saying you did, but you might have sat in your room and thought, "Oh, you know, you had these." Your imagination's talking about you're up in a spaceship, you're up in a in a, a ship, you're in space, or you're in orbit of the Earth. You're looking down at Earth. All those Dad, things. You're saying all these things. I'm not saying you did. You know I did. Yeah. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying. But that. Almost, and that adventure, that's something that you dream of, can almost become a reality. I mean, obviously, we know that's something that's a little way off yet. Mm, it's not no, far off. Really, not that far. No, off. but for the mass. No, I, 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 if I wanted to right now, I could sign up. Mm. It would cost me a lot of money, but I could sign up right now. But I mean, I might a, not be able to fly for like another couple of years, but anyone can sign up. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's, I mean, that's, that's if you've good. got the money. Yeah. Or at least got a waiting list. But that's, that's something that, you know, occurs to me now that some of these things are there. I mean, just going down a few more, Lee. So, safaris. People I mean, we going are out Virgin safari. Media customers. So we might be able to get Virgin Galactic. We might be. They might have a special deal for us, yeah. you know. It's part of our broadband deal. Exactly. Yeah. A couple of tickets. Rafting down the Grand Canyon. Um, I imagine. See, I don't know. I've seen. I imagine the bits with water in it. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's going to be rafting down the Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, descend into Frithuknuka Giga volcano in Iceland. That was the other thing. You know, I said two things. Yeah. One of my other ones was go visit a volcano. But obviously, that's something you can do. That's something. And then ideally, build a secret base inside the volcano. Right, and get a cat to sit on your lap. I've yeah. already got two of them. Yeah. Neither of them sit on my lap, though, really plot, that much. Not for long. against the rest of the civilization on Earth, yeah? Um, yes. Excellent. Sounds good. No, but, you know, these things, even like 20, 30 years ago, wouldn't have been available to... They would have only been available to the very few and for a very expensive thing. Well, this, everything now... The world is opening up a lot more. It's like what we spoke about with Everest, is um, the the dangers of Everest. Now, it's become more accessible, and because we did a whole episode on it, didn't we? And we said we wouldn't necessarily really want to go because of how dangerous it is and the whatever. But if you remove bits of the fear, then yes, that is something I would want to do. Well, it's the achievement. We, and and how hard it would be. It yeah, was I, I mean, like to do. funny enough, someone at work went in for a competition and, and one of the, the prizes, the first prize was two uh, places to trek to the base camp of Everest. And she'd said to me, if I'd have won it, I'd have given it to you and you. Because she knows what, we've... Both of you, just twice. You and you. You I go said, well, up and down and then up and down I get exhausted. I'll, can I take my boy? I said. <laughs> she said, yeah, but she did win it anyway, so... Uh, I think she won two hundred pounds worth of vouchers for something. That's good. Anyway, though. yeah, yeah, no, that's great, but it's no good to me, is it? Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we've done climbing. So we've one of the things on that list was the three peaks. Um, for anybody who doesn't know what the three peaks is, and I think we've covered this before, but for anybody else, it, it usually is a case of doing it in a time uh, within a time limit. So twenty four hours to climb Ben Nevis in Scotland. Scarfell Pike in the Lake District and Snowdon the Welsh one. or the Welsh one in Wales, right? Oh, no, I shouldn't do You're that, really sorry. good at some Welsh people. Um, but within 24 hours. Well, I, I actually tried doing that and we didn't do it within the 24 hours, but we did it. But the conditions were unbelievable. Um, but we've set off on doing that really now. So we've climbed... Well, I've done two-thirds. I've done two-thirds of um, So we climbed Snowden a couple of years back. We climbed Scarfell Pike a few weeks back. And we are planning to climb Ben Nevis, aren't we? In a, a few years. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It doesn't yeah. matter. But as long as we're healthy um, to actually do something like that. Now, they, I mean, that, that's just not a normal thing to do, is it? I mean, we know that lots of people do... Um, stuff outdoors and, well, yeah. and do these challenges and do things but 
We saw um, a lot of people there, and there would have been a lot of people that have done it that aren't there. But if you talk about the grand scheme of things and the population of, okay, let's just look at the population of the UK, then yeah, we probably are in the uh, uh, an upper, I don't an upper percentile of people that have done two mountains within the UK. But that yeah, so if you look at the definition, so something like that was definition an ad- of what. Of, sorry. of adventure. Okay, sorry, we're back on that. An unusual and exciting or daring experience. So that would come into play for climbing a mountain. It's daring, it's Engaging exciting, daring and, and risky activity. And we'll probably come on to this because I think like we've got Galate. a camping episode, another camping two, Electric Boogaloo, coming up in a couple of weeks' time. It's not called I've, that. But I think we're going to... the sequel. <clears throat> the sequel. Uh, I think we're going to cover some of the things that happened to us because obviously when we camp, we normally are doing an activity like this anyway. But so it, it is achievable. Um, some of the things out there, you talk about space, that is something that that you may do in your lifetime. I mean, how amazing is that? Do you reckon you'll do it? I think I, I, I'm Would not, you do it? I w- there's not a lot I wouldn't do, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think you get to a point in your life and you think... If someone asks you, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bring in NJ here, Nanny Joyce, my mum, who in later life, um, when I spoke to her about different bits and pieces you could do, she said to me, I try never to say no when someone asks me to do something. She says, you take into consideration, I mean, obviously she was 91 when we lost her this year, but you take in consideration your age and your health However, don't just dismiss things. It's so easy to when someone says, do you fancy doing this for someone to say, for you to say, uh, no, I might look silly. Go for it. So I've got, I try to use that mantra and say, if people ask me to do something, even if it was something I felt uncomfortable with, I'd give it a go. And that surely is an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a yes to space. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 I would love to go on the space station, the ISS. Well, I've done you it know in virtual what? reality. I reckon within my lifetime there'll be a moon base as well. Oh, imagine that quality. Like Clangers. home base, but on the moon. Yeah. They sell. Well, you go in there, you can't get anything stuff. you want. Get it home and it's damaged, and you have to go back again. That's yeah. a bit of a what's garden centre is a bit difficult on the moon, though, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Shrubs <laughs> keeps floating away. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I'm trying to put paint on the walls, and it just floats off and goes away. Yeah, it's never going to work. Every time I put a nail on the wall and try and or and hammer it in, I let go of the nail, and it just floats off. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, when I let go of the nail in a wall, now it just drops to the floor. But what are you building things in a in a home base? There, you're supposed to bring things home to build. You're not supposed to go there. It's not an activity centre. Yeah, but what if I've that's got, why you're not allowed what, in BQ anymore? Remember, what if I've got a house on the moon? Oh, that's different. Yeah. Shed news. Nope, still haven't done anything. Right, so it's a game, but it's not a game this week. Um, I'm going to pretend I don't know what's going on. What are we doing next, Dad? Well, as we mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast, if you remember, Connor, which you clearly don't, we've got um, adventure stories to to read. We've both uh, sat and spent many, many months pulling together these stories. <laughs> you actually did spend about two months doing it. No, I didn't, Connor. Well, you, oh, it's been, it started, started two months ago. It, I, well, no, I don't even know it was two months ago. I had, uh, we started, said about doing these and I started thinking about what I might do, but I actually finished it uh, this morning, I believe. Uh, I wrote mine yesterday night. afternoon. You did, didn't you? So there's a lot of thought being put into it, a lot of effort. Oh, sorry, um, I haven't written mine yet. Maybe I should write it when we play the sting. All right. Play the sting then.
that was a lovely sting, Dad. Thanks. Yeah. Glad you liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so, stories. Shall I go first then? I think you should go first. You I'm think I should forward. go first? It's like we discussed it before we actually started, wasn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Well planned, these. This is we got back into it. Yeah. It's running smoothly. On top. So, mine's an adventure story. Don't know yes. if you knew that. Uh, do you want another title? Or yes, I'd like a title, if possible. Even though I haven't written a title for mine, I'm going to have to think up one while you're okay. reading this out. It's called Malnutrition. Wow. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, is it spelled M-A-L-E? <laughs> Why are you laughing already? <laughs> no, I'm just going to get on with it. Okay, work it out okay. All right, great. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's just, I'm just trying to prep myself to get ready to go. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yep. Ready. Go. Uh, our story starts in a deep jungle just off the Amazon River. River? <laughs> or you messed up. This particular stretch of forest was unknown by most as it was situated in the state of Amazonas. The green forest was just about lit with uh, with the bite, for some reason I've written there, with the Light? With the light of the... Thank you. The light of the moon, which peaked between the harsh clouds above and then filtered through the leaves. Rain was coming down heavy, and the sound of thunder could be heard echoing in the distance. The forest was mostly quiet of life, as even the creatures of the night were sheltering from the bombarding weather. Nice. I like yeah. that. I like this. Setting the scene so far. I, I shut my eyes listening to that. I then. noticed, yeah. Right, I don't want to spoil it. Is it because you got tired? No. Oh. Go on, carry on. The colour of the surrounding shifted from a deep blue from the moon to a flickering orange as a glowing orb started to come from the east. Attached to the orb was a stick and the faint silhouette of a man. As the light came closer, to the, uh, closer, the image of the man grew sharper. He wore a red jacket and brown shorts. His boots were dark but looked hard-wearing. Atop his head was a navy blue baseball cap. Strapped across his body was a satchel and he proudly... He proudly held a stick uh, with the top burning with a roaring flame. Some would have called this a torch, but I would have called it a fiery stick as to not confuse the battery-powered torch. Just above the fiery stick was a small, uh, small umbrella which stopped the flame from being extinguished by the rain. Clever, clever. No, no. You should pattern that. Now, I did have to um, change out some of what I wrote there because I clearly wasn't paying attention when I wrote it. Is this part of the story? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in this story now. Yeah. Next paragraph is very short. The, the man had been walking for a week. His rations had run out two days prior. His water flask had been left open to catch as much rainwater as possible to try and top up its dwindling reserves. This trek had really tested him, but he was determined to continue as he neared his destination. Cool. Can you see where the malnutrition thing's coming in now? Oh, yeah, malnutrition because he hasn't eaten and he's on this trek through the Amazon yeah. Basin. Yeah. Wow. As the orange glow passed through the forest, it lit each plant, casting an oversized shadow on the trees behind them. The crunch of twigs and leaves could be heard under the man's feet until... Stomp! The man looked down to see the forest floor turned to stone. Ahead, he could just about make out some primitive stone masonry uh, with foreign text carved into the walls. He was here. Wow, where was he? I think I know. Well, he took a couple more steps as the vastness of what was in front of him came to light. It was a temple, but it had no relation to any modern day religions, at least none he had heard of. Taking a slight turn, the man began to follow the wall round until he approached what looked uh, looked to be a doorway, except it had been blocked by a large stone and some overgrown vines. He reached into his satchel and pulled out a small pocket knife. Following this, he then took out a medium-sized spray bottle of quick-action weed killer. He then proceeded to use the knife to take off some of the child safety features of the weed killer. This took several attempts, as it was rather fiddly, but he eventually got there. After spraying the vines aggressively, the man had to wait 30 to 45 minutes for for it to take effect. Well, did he have a little umbrella over his knife to stop it getting wet as well? (laughs) He's lucky it didn't all get washed off by the rain, the weed killer. I know, you're not supposed to get it wet, are you? To use this time effectively, the man decided to write a song about a werewolf's tea party. Right. Just as the man finished his song, he looked up to see the last of the vines dwindle away, leaving just the big rock. 
From here, the man could see the rock had a small slot in the middle. He put his hand in t- uh, hand towards the slot, but as he did, he heard a snap, followed by some commotion on the other side of the door. It sounded like a group of garb monkeys, or in their Latin name, bitey flipping monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> The man took a breath. <gasps> <laughs> nice. Thanks. I, I did that. I'd, I'd lived that bit. Yeah. He prepa- had been preparing for this moment. He reached into his bag and grabbed what looked to be a folded up bit of paper. It's about the size of an A5 sheet. He gently moved the paper towards the slot and with a quick but efficient motion, he put the pa- pushed the paper into the hole, dropped it and quickly removed his hand, which resulted in only minor cuts and bruises. That's from the monkeys. Oh, right. Okay, they are proper on it. The rock then rolled to one side, revealing an older-looking woman surrounded by three little monkeys. Thanks, Posty. You look hungry. Would you like a sandwich and a cup of tea whilst you're here? The woman said. The man agreed and began to walk into the temple. As the man and the woman walked further into the temple and the uh, the rock began to roll back to a close, uh, the woman could faintly be heard saying, could you check my gas meter as well? Nice. Oh, very bringing in older stories there yep. for me. That's it. That's the end. Excellent. Well, I didn't... i tell you what, right? You're going to laugh when you hear mine, right? Yeah. Did you just about post... But <laughs> no. But mine I is. didn't realise what was happening until the very end there. I had no idea he was a postman. Um, Can you... Could you... Like, looking back, could you, you see the, the foreshadowing? Satchel. Yes. And the red, the red the, top. Yeah. And the shorts. Yeah, but I didn't even think of that. And the blue baseball cap. Because I was cap, still reeling. Like your one. Oh, yeah. I was still reeling from the fact that your story was about someone on an adventure in the Amazon base. <laughs> is yours? Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's exactly. I think we're both just thinking of a jungle, really, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, something like that. But that was very good. I like that. Well, I was trying to, I'll be honest, he, he was going to be in an unwritten bit of the forest, which was between... Uh, Brazil and another bordering country, which was on wasn't on any maps, but I uh, decided <sighs> against that. Decided against it. Yeah, just went for the um, state of Amazonas. Yeah, well, why not? No, that was very good. I like that. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'll I, try and read mine then. So, um, Dad's loading up his, and um, we can we can. Look, I think with my particular story, just before we move on, yeah. there are some things that I would like to expand on. Um, I think I think I could go I could go more places with that story. It's just that I was trying to get to the, the just the punchline of the crux of it. Yeah, it, I, I I mean, as she, a postman, he could have gone through the temple and fought uh, for the. Yep, as stuff. a postman, I've delivered to more dangerous places than that I think yeah. on the estate that I work on but yeah it's, it's interesting because everybody needs a postman and I think you know out there we're not as appreciated as we might do and I think you're going to throw up some sort of much needed <laughs> light <laughs> but on on um, what is such a difficult job as we talked about at the very beginning <laughs> of this podcast if I remember rightly, it might have been a previous one. I don't know. It well, seems we did, so long we, ago. We did a whole musical on it. <clears throat> we did a whole musical on it. Go back and listen to that. There was a lot of effort put into that. Yeah. Right. What's yours called? Have you had time to make it up? No. It's It's got no name. Oh. Is that the name of it? It's yeah. got no name. Um, No. My Adventures. Should we name it after? Yeah. Should we yeah, come up right. with a name well, after? You Lima. 1931. By the way, May was spelled M-A-I-L in the end. Did you get it? Ah, I see, yeah. Lima, 1931. I was a young photographer, fresh face, full of energy, with plenty of hope for a bright future. I had travelled to South America, hoping to immortalise in black and white some of the indigenous people of the Amazon basin. Travelling with me was my long-time assistant, Alastair, who was affectionately known as Ginger Ale due to his flame-red locks. (laughs) Nice. To learn about the more remote parts of the country, I was going to need someone with local knowledge and, more importantly, connections. So I'd arranged to meet an expat out here by the name of Sam Francisco, (laughs) (laughs) who maybe might prevent me from walking off a cliff or being eaten by a jaguar. Ginger was off gathering supplies, so I sat sipping the local brew at the agreed rendezvous point. 
It wasn't long before I was joined at my table by Sam. He was shorter than I had expected, his shoulder-length chestnut brown hair tied up in a ponytail. His long shaved tanned legs stretched out from his small khaki shorts like a couple of hot dogs escaping their buns and he wore a tight vest top which showed the hint of a bosom. It was true I hadn't been this attracted to a man since Uncle Jim (laughs) dressed up as Joan Crawford at the annual family costume party. But as I looked into Sam's pale blue eyes I found myself reliving that exact same moment. Five minutes later, however, I established that Sam was in fact a 29-year-old woman and not a man at all. We sat and discussed in great detail the expedition, and she explained to me the likely problems we would encounter. One of my main concerns was communication. Will they understand us? I inquired. Yes, most tribes speak an element of Spanish. Not pure Spanish, though. Imagine if someone studied it once a week for a few years and then forgot the majority of it and had to look it up in a book. That level of Spanish, Sam replied. Excellent, I exclaimed. What a stroke of luck. Sounds very similar to you, doesn't we it? Were set <laughs> <laughs> we were to set off into the jungle the next day and Sam would be accompanying myself and Ginger along with a local tracker she had hired called Juan Tufri. <laughs> <laughs> That night, I had a restless sleep, dreams of Uncle Jim atop a huge jaguar, causing me to wake up several times in a cold sweat. Right, I'm just pausing for a second. Do you want me to for, carry on? For, for effect. For effect. Yeah. That's good so far, I'm enjoying okay. it. Okay, so I'll carry on? Yeah. How long is this story? <laughs> it's got another two and a half hours. Oh, right. It was a relief to start our journey the next day, and Juan guided us through some of the most unforgiving terrain I have ever experienced, and I've been to Jaywick. The humidity <laughs> was stifling, and the sight of ginger carrying all my photography paraphernalia was exhausting. After some whispered discussions between Juan and Sam, it was decided that we would camp for the night and carry on our journey at daybreak. I couldn't sleep, though, what with the darkness that seemed to reach out with its long black fingers to choke me, and Ginger farting like he was performing a (laughs) 21-bum salute in our (laughs) honour. When it came to setting off again, I was already on my knees. Not the traditional way of walking, I know, but something (laughs) I had mastered since birth due to the fact our house back in Oxford had incredibly low ceilings. (laughs) The water was running low and the light was beginning to fade when Juan suddenly stopped and held his hand up for us to halt. My eyes were struggling to make anything out in the twilight when I heard a strange whooshing noise like someone blowing a small sharpened form through a medium to long hollow tube. There was a crash and Ginger fell to the ground, his face resembling a dartboard at the old dog and peanut back home. Next Sam fell, and then Juan. I was left confused and scared. A couple of darts whistled over my head. It was a good job I was on my knees. I threw my arms up and shouted, De ten amigos! At once the assault stopped and silence returned, punctuated by pockets of giggling. Vengo en pedazos! I cried. There was more sniggering, and a man, no taller than a nest of tables, stepped out in front of me. He was covered in strange tattoos, and had a rather elaborate loincloth that told me he was someone of importance. He had chief written across it in large painted letters. ¿Quién eres porque estás aquí? He said, as he looked me up and down. Or mainly up. (laughs) (laughs) Mi nombre es Roger y busco a la gente Shipibo Canibo. I replied as frantically, tried to recall basic Spanish from the senior safety pamphlets I was forced to read as a child. There was an outbreak of laughter from the trees all around me. You have found them, I think, Mr. Roger, the chief said in broken but otherwise perfect English. But what do you want with us, he said, eyeing me suspiciously. I only want to observe and capture you on film. Observe. Observe. (laughs) I pointed at the heap of cameras, tripods and film cases that were piled on top of Ginger. The chief spoke to one of the other members of his tribe and after some time they seemed to have come to a decision and the chief turned to me once more. 
You will come with us now, he said, beckoning some of the tribe to help the other members of the expedition team who were one by one gaining consciousness. Soon we were all walking through the jungle side by side with the Shipibo Kanibo tribe. Your English is very good, I commented to the chief. Ah, he said. A plane crashed here some years ago, carrying many comics featuring Urban Mick. We learned English very quickly after that. And what do they call you? What is your name? They call me Serdo Bian Cosido, but you can call me Chris. Just Chris? I said. Do you have any other names? Well, my surname is Bacon, and my middle name is Pedro, the chief beamed. <laughs> Crispy Bacon, San Francisco, Juan Two Three, Ginger Ale. I'm starting to suspect these names are made up for cheap laughs, I muttered to myself. <laughs> <laughs> not, not long now. We arrived at their village, which sat in the shadow of a huge Inca temple. Sam spoke with the chief and some of the elders, and it was agreed that I could photograph them as they went about their day-to-day business. There was one condition, though. Under no circumstances must we enter or take any photos of the temple, Sam said. I heeded the warning, and with my trusted assistant, Ginger, I soon built up a large portfolio of pictures. It was the day of our departure, and although the expedition had been, hadn't been straightforward, I had loved my time spent with the Shipibo Kanibu. But then, but there was to be a one more twist. Myself and Ginger had spent our time to- together taking photos. Sam had been teaching the women of the tribe the Macarena, but Juan <laughs> had kept himself to himself and spent the days wandering around the jungle on his own. On the day of our departure, he was nowhere to be seen, and I sensed something was amiss. You know, like when you think someone is a man and they turn out to be a woman. We had said our farewells to the tribe shortly before they headed off to the temple, and so with the village almost deserted, we decided to set off, Sam leading the way in Juan's absence. He would have to catch us up. We hadn't got further than a few hundred yards when we heard shouts, and out of the trees to our left, Juan exploded. In his hands he carried a golden skull. All at once we realised what had happened. Juan had clearly been staking out the village, looking for something to steal, and judging by the pitter-patter of many tiny feet behind us, the Shipibo Kanibo tribe had discovered the item was missing, and were none too pleased. Juan was already disappearing into the distance as the first blow darts whistled through the clearing. We ditched our equipment and ran for our lives. The tribe were unlikely to believe that we weren't fellow conspirators in the theft, so our only chance, it seemed, was to try and outrun them. Suddenly, from ahead of us, there was an ear-splitting roar, followed by a terrifying scream. We stopped abruptly and watched as some large creature moved through the jungle towards us. A jaguar, the size of a large jaguar, emerged (laughs) ahead of us, (laughs) an arm still clutching the golden skull protruding from its jaguar-like mouth. It looked at each of us with its translucent eyes as the skull dropped from the Juan's dead hand and rolled towards us. Translucent? Yeah. As in you can kind of see through them? Yeah. Okay. Is that right? Don't they have reflective? I couldn't think what the word was. Reflective. (laughs) Each of us with its reflective eyes, doesn't sound as good, does it? Rolled towards us. We stood frozen with fear as it turned and made its way back into the jungle. She just wanted Juan for the road. The voice came from behind us and we turned and saw Chief Crispy Bacon and half a dozen of the tribe's best hunters who were carrying our discarded belongings only a few feet away. We didn't know anything about Juan and what he was doing, I stammered in terror. I know, I know, the chief said, putting a reassuring hand on my hip. He bent He bent down and picked up the skull and the rest of the hunters bowed down before him. You can go now, the chief said, and may the spirit of the jaguar be with you. Is it safe? stuttered Ginger, who up until this point hadn't had a speaking part. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, your passage will be a safe one, replied the chief with a smile. Besides, the jaguar... I said, one too many already and won't bother you for a while. The hunters all laughed and turned, heading back to their village. We all bowed and thanked the chief many times as we gathered up our belongings and made our way back to civilization. Two years on, 
and I have an exhibition of my photographs in a non-specific generic gallery. And myself and Ginger still work together, although we keep closer to home these days, as, as I can't be away from my beautiful wife, Sam, and twin girls, Bing and Bong, for the long, for long. One thing's for sure, we would never forget the Shipibo Kanibo. The end. Thank you. Good. I enjoyed that. Yep. I especially enjoyed the names yep. and all the puns. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a special whole story said to run those puns. I've got to be honest, right? Uh, one thing, I was, being a bong, I meant to put a names of two girls there, and I just put Bing and Bong in, and I've forgotten <laughs> I'd left it like that. So I was supposed to put something else in there. That, that was less ridiculous. Um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah I ridiculous. start off and I and I get into the actual descriptive part of it and then it all goes a little bit amiss. But I enjoy actually writing that. I do yeah. enjoy writing these things. So There we go. That is the end of my adventure story. <laughs> oh, wow. You didn't say that at the beginning, end of your one. That was the end of my adventure story a little while ago. Mm. But going forward, I can see... Um, did Sam just have one boob? Eh? Did you went, you could see a bosom. A bosom, as just in a the, bosom. Like not just bosoms, the one. A, bosom, a hint of a bosom. Just the one. Just no, one no, two, super boob. Two, no. Oh. Uh, a hint of a bosom. Um, I'm realised, I don't think I gave the person a name. No, you didn't. But we need to name your story as well. Yeah. Because so. I didn't name my character. He's called The Man. Um... Or posty, I guess he was referred to at the end. Um, so your story is, what do you reckon? Uh, we can't just sit in silence. Oh no, Does that's true. This is a podcast, isn't it? Something with Juan in it, I think, or just a pun with the word Shapibo Canibo. Um, um, that's an actual it. tribe. By I the tell way. you what, I did do some research for my. Oh, um, so they've just insulted a natural tribe. No. I wasn't insult. I didn't insult them once. They they were very gracious. The Shipibo Canibos, they were very good. Crispy crispy bacon. bacon. That was just a stupid name. (laughs) And you can check the Spanish as well. Like I said in there, even though it's not pronounced right. Um, Um, I tell you what. Why don't we let someone else name it? If someone does come up for a name, just let us know. I'm sure they will. Okay. Maybe Al. Al can send us. Al Al can send us one. Yeah. Okay, so that's it then for this week, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's pretty much all we've got. Well done. I say. enjoyed yours very much. I enjoyed yours very much. Good. Um, next week, though, we are talking about. We are talking talking about. We're talking about <laughs> urban myths. <laughs> we're talking about urban, urban myths. And it's urban Mike made a. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I sneaked in old. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you hear old um, Senor Safety? Senor Safety, yeah. Talk, talk him, you know, Spanish. So that was good. Um, We've not mentioned Senor Safety yet. No, <laughs> or Urban Mick. Um, so Urban Mick came up on a different podcast. Did I they? Think. Yeah. So anyway, next week subject is urban. Subject. <laughs> subject. Did I say what am I? You said not? subject. Subject is urban myths. So look forward to that one. Yeah. Um, if you do want to send anything to us, you can do so on the website, fatherandsundays.com. You can do it on the website on the contact page. You can also send us an email contact us at fatherandsundays.com. Uh, that's fatherandsundays.com. Uh, all the episodes are available on there, but you can listen to any podcast at your chosen podcast platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like, follow us, share us on those as well. Brilliant. Cool. Okay. So it's just ready for us to say goodbye. So goodbye. Bye.
we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.